When you post hunting photos on Instagram, they get censored. When you post on Go Wild, you get virtual fist bumps from fellow hunters. When you buy gear on Amazon, you gas up a billionaire spaceship. When you buy gear on Go Wild, we donate to a camp that teaches kids to hunt, fish, and shoot. See the difference? Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join today at DownloadGoWild.com and I'll give you 10 bucks just for setting up your account. And you'll keep unlocking GoWild rewards as you share content because guess what? We like hunting pictures. Join at DownloadGoWild.com or in the App Store. Welcome to the Backcountry Rookies Podcast. This is the annual Stories from the Season series. As we have done in years past, I like to bring on friends and former guests or just good hunters, but they all have one thing in common, and that is a great story from the season. This year, we teamed up with the guys at Western Hunter to help share some great stories. If you aren't familiar with Western Hunter, you need to check them out. They produce Western Hunter magazine that has fantastic stories, product reviews, and they also have a great TV show on the Sportsman's Channel and their own podcast. In addition to the magazine and show, this year Western Hunter is launching a film tour that you can enter your hunting film to win some great prizes. Go back and check out episode 183 with Chris Denham or hop over to westernhunter.net to hear all the details and how to enter. Let's jump right into these great stories from the season. Welcome back to the Backcountry Rookies stories from the season. So today, I think this is going to be a really cool story. I have two new guests on, a couple of guys. Like I've said before on these stories from the season, um, I have friends on or previous guests or sometimes just random people. Um, These guys haven't been on before, but I consider both of them friends through the Instagrams and other social media outlets. But I have Cody Bohr on from Go Hunt and Kyle St. Vincent from whatever Kyle wants to be from the United States Air Force, I guess. But um, anyway, I have these guys on and they have a really cool bear hunting story. I wanted them to share it because I don't, I followed along with it during the course of the hunt and then afterwards. And I got, you know, of course they saw the pictures and stuff. I thought it sounded like a cool story. So here we are. I'm going to let them go and I'm just going to let them talk through it. Really cool story about a couple of buddies who just kind of not necessarily reunited, but got together after a couple of years um, came together in Montana and the rest is the rest is history. You could say. So, um, with that, I've got Cody and Kyle. This podcast is sponsored by go hunt elk one ones university of elk hunting and vortex optics. Check out go hunt maps for all your scouting needs. Go hunt maps comes free with an insider account and offers amazing 3d maps on your desktop for e-scouting and the new mobile maps on your mobile device. Now you have all of the resources of Insider, filtering 2.0, strategy articles, draw odds, and more that you use for application season. And it's all paired with maps used for e-scouting and hunting. Insider is the all-inclusive tool for Western hunters. Use the promo code ROOKIES and get $50 in Go Hunt Gear Shop credit when you become an Insider today. Elk 101's University of Elk Hunting. University of Elk Hunting provides you with immediate access to the most comprehensive and complete resource for increasing your elk hunting knowledge, confidence, and success. University of Elk Hunting now has all of those resources in the palm of your hand on a mobile app. Use the code ROOKIES and save $20 on your University of Elk Hunting membership today. Vortex Optics. 
Have you seen the new Razer LHT 4.5 to 22 rifle scope? If you haven't, you need to check it out. This thing is awesome. So it's a new optic that's in addition to the old Razer LHT lineup. So previously they had the 3 to 15 magnification with 42 uh, objective lens, or you could have got a 50. Um, this is a 4.5 to 22 magnification with a 50 millimeter objective lens. And now it's first focal plane. So previously it was second focal plane. Now this higher magnification's first focal plane. It's it's a really, really nice scope, man. I've had it on my 7 mag for a few months now, and I've been very, very impressed with testing it and, and messing around with it. Um, so a couple of the upgrades they made to the 3 to 15. Obviously, the higher magnification, which increases your opportunities. 4.5 magnification is still perfect for close-range work or in heavy timber or something. Uh, 22 power is amazing for those long range shots. So just super cool. Also, they put a new reticle in that scope. It's an XLR2 Christmas tree style. So it's really easy to do windage holds and it's a lighted reticle, crystal clear. It's just a super nice scope. Make sure you check that thing out. All right. Now let's jump into the show. Whoever wants to talk first, I'll let you guys let her rip. Oh, well, thanks for having us, Chad. Uh, it'd be a, a fun little podcast. It's my first time ever doing something like this. I believe it's Kyle's as well. Um, so like I said, thanks for having us. This should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, Thank you guys for coming on. As for the bear hunt, I mean, I, where do we start? We, uh, Kyle and I have known each other for, I think seven or eight years now ish. And, uh, being in the military, it was always kind of, you know, Kyle, poor Kyle got the shit into the stick and was always deployed when it was hunting season or I was doing something else for the couple of weeks he was in town for hunting season or whatever. And then he got a uh, restationed to where at? I'm in Great Falls, Montana. So, so he got restationed up there and uh, that kind of ended our any any hunting or hanging out we did do together. Um and we got to talking, you know, we were always, that's all him and I talk about is, is hunting. Like his wife probably hates me for that. That's literally all we do is talk about hunting. Um, and Hang on. D does your wife, either one of your wives say, oh, it's your boyfriend on the phone, isn't it? <laughs> well, thank God I don't have one of those wife things. <laughs> Mine does that with a couple of my buddies. Oh, your boyfriend just texted you. So. Yeah. So to answer your question, Chad, yes, that, that definitely comes up all the time, but I tell her what else you do. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, sorry, yeah. go ahead. You're good. We got to, we got to talking and, uh, you know, being really good friends with Brady and really good friends with Neville and seeing their bear hunts and, you know, hanging out with them around campfires and hearing the cool stories they tell that a lot of people don't get to hear you know, the, the kind of behind the scenes stuff and just how much fun they have on these hunts. We just decided, you know what, let's give it a shot. Like I can tell you growing up, I never wanted to hunt bears as much as I loved hunting and still love hunting. And that's, you know, it's what I work in. It's what I do. I never wanted bear hunt because all I was ever exposed to growing up was the, the guys that would sit over the pile of donuts and old Snickers bars and stuff like that. And this, huge fat bear comes walking in and they shoot it and it runs off. And it's, I don't know. It just never really did it for me. 
and then seeing these guys out and about and hiking up the hills and glassing and and actually hunting bears was uh was was pretty cool to me we decided uh to give a shot and that's what we did and it was it was one hell of an adventure and so what's your experience kyle from kind of from the beginning there if you were to sort of uh i guess say what cody said i don't feel the same way um because i grew up in northern michigan and you know we have we have a lot of bears up there and they are very big um but it is a draw it takes you know four plus years to draw a bear tag I had no desire to hunt them because my dad had only shot one before they went to a draw system, I think in the late eighties. So coming out here and then seeing, you know, spot and stock bears, um, it's pretty incredible, you know, seeing the country they're in because you would expect them to be somewhere and they're not there. And then they're where you might not expect them. And it's just crazy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was, a, it was an experience. It was, it was pretty awesome. Other than I- the t- I have sort of the same fascination with bears and I don't know why I always want to see them when I go out somewhere. Like, even if my wife and my wife and I are just out hiking around, I'm always like, man, this is beautiful. There, there should be bears here, right? Like I should see a bear. And then in the spot where you just never, you're just sitting there looking for mule deer, do, 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 do. Here comes a bear, like walking right through There shouldn't be a bear there. Maybe I, maybe my perception is hundred percent wrong. Obviously it is because they're always where they're not supposed to be, but yeah, it was. Uh, they kept saying, "Oh, yeah, don't worry. It's it's a it's a gentleman's hunt. It's a super chill hunt." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, I'm used to mule deer hunting where you're up, you know, four or five hours before the sun comes up, and you're hiking into a glass and knob and all that stuff." And Brady was telling me, "He's like, no, man. You know, you guys can you can have some drinks at night. You can stay up late around the campfire. You can hang out and BS and you know where we where we were camping at." Everything, it was, uh, there was a great little re- river next to it. So you get up in the morning and do some fly fishing. And it was, it was chill. We'd, we'd make lunch every day or we'd make breakfast. We'd make lunch and, you know, two o'clock would roll around and we'd start loading the truck or the UTV up and, and heading up the mountain. And, and that was, that was the definite different honey experience for me. Sounds like you guys may have gained weight on that hunt versus the, the normal five or 10 pound mountain weight loss program. Yeah, it, it definitely, we, we ate good and we drank good. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. We had some, we had some fun nights. So good, good, good. Uh, we did film this hunt for go hunt. Um, but a, a great dude by the name of Logan summers along, uh, guys, just a stud behind the camera. Uh, great dude in general and, and super knowledgeable. So he was, you know, he was helping us out a lot with things that he would see us mess up on, on our, you know, like I said, our first time bear hunting. Um, so he'd give us some pointers and stuff like that. And just an all around good dude to be around with and hang out. And he was in the air force too. So I think Kyle and him got along real well for that. Yeah. We have a, we have a lot of mutual friends in the red horse community for engineer world. So it's cool. kind of, Say, hey, do you know this person? Yeah, I know that person. I know that person real well. And you know, I'm sure he he fact checked me to see how you know if I'm a good dude. Yeah. So there's not really much to say about that. That's the the military way. It's amazing to me. This is a quick tangent. It's amazing to me how many guys from the Air Force that I've met through the the podcast in the hunting industry. And all of you guys somehow seem to know each other. It's it's wild. Through it's not even like seven degrees to Kevin Bacon or whatever. It's like 
one or two degrees. Do you, Hey, I was talking to this guy the other day, man, I've never met him, but he's friends with my buddy Kyle or, or whatever, you know, it's always like this really tight knit. I don't ever find that with army guys. Army guys are always like, I don't know that dude. That's it. Just grumpy old army guy. So. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> yep. Well, let's talk about the hunt. And then actually something just came up. I want to add to this. And that is some of those observations that Logan had about some of the mess ups and the screw ups that you guys may have had and how you overcame those. So um, let's jump into it, hit the hunt, and then we'll hit some of those. Um, how about we call them lessons learned? I think that's such a much more politically correct term. To think about some of those. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't leave that for later. Though. Um, yeah. Oh, the hunt. Um, we pre hunt. We kind of got a, a really cool area. Brady gave me a general areas to go to. You know, he said, you know, check out this unit. It's a great unit. Um, this is where I think you guys should go for your first time. But he didn't say like hunt this drainage or hunt this river bottom. He just literally gave me a unit and he goes, this is the unit I think you guys should go to. So we started doing some research, uh, started looking around on go hunt maps uh, when I had early access to all that stuff and uh, found some spots that from every, all the podcasts I had listened to, all the videos I had watched, every, all the reading I had done kind of matched all the criteria as to what we're looking for. You know, big, deep uh, drainages with thick timber uh, some logging roads, lots of grass in the area, uh, some rock slides, things like that. And uh, kind of got centralized in the area. Uh, we also were able to, I guess, luck out and rent a forest service cabin. Nice. Um, that was really cool. Um, we had that for the last four nights of our hunt. So we did two or three nights in the tent. I think three nights three in the nights. tent uh, next to the river and then had the cabin for the rest of the time. And uh, it was just, it was awesome, man. It's, I, it's definitely going to be an every year hunt. Uh, I guess as for the hunt, like I said, we, it was pretty chill in the mornings. We'd kind of get up, make breakfast, get all of our shit organized, uh, mill around a little bit. Come two o'clock, we we get in and we just the first the first uh, night we went our evening we went out we just kind of picked a spot and drove up there, and it was on the one of the highest points in the mountain range and just glassed and glassed and glassed and glassed some more. So how about for glassing? Were you guys were you just glassing large areas or were you kind of doing that mule deer style where you? grid a little bit and then you get underneath the trees and you kind of pick the trees apart um, what was your technique there because i've always been kind of curious how guys look for bears i'm a mule deer guy day in and day out that's what i absolutely love to hunt um so i was doing the gridding thing and i wouldn't stop under trees like i will for mule deer i was literally just gridding open areas i have a pair of swirl 15s and just every single part I could, I would just grid back and forth. Um, and, you know, some tips I got from the guys here in the office are logging roads. None of them would shut up about logging roads. Yeah. That's what, that's mainly what we were glassing. We'd run from a logging road and I would 
grid above it a little bit, grid below it, and then move up to the next one and grid above it and grid below it. Yeah, so basically everything was done e-scouting, you know, through the Go Hunt Maps stuff because I had, I had early access as well. And at one point he's like, we need to lock down where we're going to be. And I said, I was like, listen, man, I, I can't physically stare at any more maps. Like I have <laughs> selected and I said, you know, we don't know what snow was going to be where in the elevation, you know, because it was a drive from where I live, you know, where he flew in. And I think we lucked out and we had some warm weather come through and, and left us with snow caps pretty, pretty high. So, um, glassing, glassing for me, you know, I, I came from I'm a flatlander Midwest guy and I still am getting better at glassing. Um, I had 15s and they're not expensive 15s and, you know, I was spotting bears and, or these guys are, you know, looking different spots. I'm just looking in a spot and I would just go left to right. But, you know, I guess you call it gridding too, but I would go fairly quick. I figured where we were at, you know, a thousand yards, they would, if they're big, they're going to look pretty big. So, yeah, that's cool. And how many, so you were out there all seven days. Did it take you seven days to get your bear? No, I think the, uh, so the, the, we killed bears back to back, back to back days. But the first two days we were out, we were just glassing. Like we didn't, we, we saw a bear the second day and it was big bear, real like really big bear. The first bear I'd ever seen. So of course I'm like nerding out, you know, freaking out a little bit like, oh my God, there's an actual bear in the wilderness and he's two miles away, but this thing looks massive. And we get the spotting scope out and get some footage of him and, for sure. Like he has that, that classical thing you hear of that, that waddle of a big bear and his, he, he doesn't walk. He just has this like gigantic stride to him. And that was the second day we were into it. And we kind of figured, all right, let's hunt this bear. Let's, this was like the late evening when we finally saw him probably an hour left the light. And we said, all right, this is our spot. So we marked it on maps um went back to camp drank some beers came up with a game plan for the next day and uh and went in on him and uh we found the bear well we found another bear in the same spot that day um we were down on a hill like we're down on the right side of the canyon he was on the left side of the canyon and we were able to or actually kyle was able to relocate him we don't know if it was the same bear or not. We're assuming it was. Um, and he just kind of hung out. And that was, uh, that was one of the mistakes I made is, you know, I wasn't good at shooting uphill. And that's what Logan was helping us with. You know, we were, uh, we were on a downward facing slope. The bear was above us on a, a slope on the other side of the canyon. And, and that, was, uh, that was a challenge and is why that bear didn't at least get shot at that day. Yeah, that's a tough shot because that's almost a standing shot, really. You don't have much support. You don't have a lot to, to settle the rifle on. It was like 800 yards away and standing. Yeah. That's, a, that's a hard shot from prone and stable and sandbags and everything. That's a tough one, 800 yards. They gave it They gave it their best trying to you know get, get a good setup and get, get supported and Trying to it was it. just it was just a, a shot where they they made a call and said, "Hey, we're not we're not going to do this because he's not leaving. We've seen him two days in a row, so we got close. Did, 
Did you all see him again? Uh, so we actually, the, the next day, we hiked into a, a rock, basically a rock knob in between two drainage means. And uh, the le- cut, yeah. it, cut it to how many yards? I think it was like 400 yards. Yeah. From where we saw him the day before. So we figured if he came out, if he came out in that same spot, it, it, was, it would have been a, a chip shot. I mean, if the 400 yards is still a poke, but with his shooting and he's, he was capable, fully capable of that. And what, he, were you shooting? what kind of rifle did you have? Um, I had a Browning Hell's Canyon long range and I shoot seven mag. Okay. Um, so that, and then I have a suppressor on it and some big razor vortex scope. And, you know, it, it's a very, very capable rifle. We have a, a range here in Vegas so we can get out to 1200 at, and uh it's it's not hard with these guns yeah no not at all not at all all right cool so big bear what happened with the big bear uh the big bear did not end up coming out that day we did not see a single bear we saw we called it the tick hell hole (laughs) because we sat down and i think i think we were sitting there probably four hours total from you know when the it started to go, you know, get dark to when it was dark. We hiked out a little bit before it was dark, but we never saw that bear again that day. We did not see a bear that day. Um, but I think we probably pulled off probably 30 or 40 ticks a piece. Like, it was disgusting. That's gross. I hate those things. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Well, so that, uh, that was day three. And uh, it was uneventful. And we were kind of like, shit, what do we do next? Well, next you go to a forest service cabin and yeah, yeah. live life out of a suite in the woods. That's exactly what we did. <laughs> All right. How'd that go? That was, uh, that was awesome. Um, this thing is set up. This place was set up for huge groups of people. Um, so we each had our own hotel, our bedroom. Uh, we had a great kitchen, uh, freezers, refrigerators, you know, I mean, it was just, it, it couldn't have been any nicer. We had showers. I'm a big shower guy. Yeah. Yeah. Those are nice. Yeah. Um, my nickname around the office is Bougie Boar. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Porter gave that to me. Yeah, that was nice of him. Yeah. And uh, so I, I like to take my shower. So it was nice, nice to be able to take a shower. Um, I think that was definitely my, my favorite part. So I want to get to that forest service cabin in a minute, but, um, let's, let's get, let's go back to the bear stuff. Cause I want to know how you found that, how you rented it, how you got your hands on it and all that stuff. But, um, well, let's go back to the, to the hunt. So bougie boar gets a shower. He's feeling good about himself and he's going to go out and smash a bear or Kyle's going to smash a bear. One of the two. So on that would be day. Let's see. One, two, three, this will be day four. Yep. So we go back and uh, we're just kind of like, all right, there's there's bears in here. We know there's bears in here. Let's just sit in glass. And we set up on the road adjacent to where he was. It would have been a straight shot over, if not, you know, a tiny, tiny bit up. But that would have been achievable with uh, the bipod or tripod we were shooting off of. It was super easy. It's uh, it's getting about that time where you're sitting on the side of the hill and everybody's kind of been glassing for a couple hours and you're like, oh, I'm going to close my eyes for a few minutes and 
take a nap. So we're all just kind of like kicked back. It's not, it feels great outside. The sun's going down. It's cooling off a little bit. We all kind of close our eyes for about 15, 20 minutes. And I pop up and I'm just like, all right, grab the binos, start glassing again. Start glassing like 30 seconds into it. I see this bear sitting on this rock knob, like, I don't know, 600, 600, 700 yards across the canyon. And I'm like, bear, 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 bear. And, you know, I'm, I'm all excited. I'm like, all right, this thing's killable. And he's this beautiful chocolate, chocolate bear, color face bear. And I'm like, oh, in my mind, this thing is dead, like 100%. And it starts to get like really windy. Like those evening winds are just really starting to cruise up the canyon. And uh, so we kind of get everything set up. We get the rifle set up right. Everything's good. We get the spotter on the thing. The phone scope's rolling. Logan's got a camera on me. Uh, we got a, another camera on Kyle. Like everything is set up right. And uh, it's getting real, real windy. Like real, real windy. And uh, I'm from Vegas. Like I, I shoot in the wind. It's a, it's a windy-ass desert here. It's some kind of grown up doing and i uh the bear was facing kind of from right to left like his head being on the left so i'm thinking with this wind i'm going to put my crosshairs on his rump and with wind drift and everything and i think he was at like six some five like high fives low sixes on range i don't remember the exact what he was at so I dialed for it, held on his rump. He kind of like turned his head a little bit towards us. And I was like, all right, here we go. And literally, you can see in the video, and I can see it as clear as day in my head. As I'm pulling the trigger, I see this giant pine tree right in front of the, or right probably in front and to the right of the bear, just take this huge sway from a wind gust. <laughs> you can see the whole thing in the video. Like you hear my gun go off. And you see the pine tree start to move. <clears throat> and I miss this bear by about two feet, dead in line with his chest, like perfectly two feet to the left of it. Oh, man. Like, shit. Like, that's, that's the first time I've ever missed an animal in my entire life. And, of course, it's on film. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you, have to, you have to claim that one because it was on film. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I was pretty defeated at that point. And like, I see the bear, because I was shooting a suppressor, doesn't know where the shot came from. He just sees this giant splash in front of him from the impact of the round. And he just kind of turns around and trots down or kind of slow runs down the canyon. So we're like, shit. We got to haul ass down this road, like run down this road and try and relocate this bear. We're thinking, you know, if we can get up the canyon further and look down the canyon, we'll be able to relocate him. So Logan goes ahead of me. I'm getting all my, my rifle and everything off, off the tripod. And he goes ahead of me as I'm walking. And I'm not joking. We're probably 100 yards, 200 yards from where, where I made the shot. I'm walking past this grove of trees and I look over and I'm like, Oh shit, there's a bear like 75 yards down the hill. <laughs> that rifle is already loaded, like ready to go. I'm like, bear, cool. Dead. Boom, shoot it. 
thing flops over. I'm like screaming, like, yeah, just super pumped. I just got a bear. And uh, Kyle comes over. We're pumped. You know, everything's like super cool. And all I had heard from everybody's like, oh, just watch ground shrinkage on these things. Like it's, it's something that definitely exists. And in my mind, all I saw was bear. You know, I was like, of course, yeah. Out there, bear's dead. Filled my tag. We walked down to it, and I'm like, oh man, ground shrinkage is definitely a real thing with these things. <laughs> these things. He's not. He's not a big bear. But I was. But they're, you know, they don't have antlers on their head. They don't. They're a lot tougher to judge. You can't tell aged. Well, I mean, you can see their hump on their back and their bellies and stuff. But when it's that quick it's tough that's the only thing when when uh you know states allow you to bait them i think that's the only thing that allows you to judge them properly now knowing from what we know now we know what a big bear is yeah and we've seen multiple big bears yeah so there's not it's not a shortage where we are at of big bears because they're there you know so it's just it is what it is yeah. so we walked up to the thing we, we both had our handguns out, you know, we're, we're rookie or literally backcountry rookie bear hunters. Yes. My favorite. <laughs> and, you know, we have handguns out. We're walking up to this thing and I'm like, all right, I could probably like wrestle this thing if I needed to, like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt us. It's dead. We get up to it, pick it up, bring it up to the road, uh, take some photos with it, get it skinned out, get all the meat in bags. Uh, throw everything in the truck, start heading out of this spot. And, the, you know, logging roads are, there's, there's like big hairpin turns where they just follow the, follow the creeks and follow the mountains and all that. We're driving down one side of this, this road and we look over and there's a Volkswagen, a black Volkswagen bus sitting on the, or Volkswagen Beetle sitting on the other side of the, the canyon on this logging road. And we're like, oh, fuck, that's a big big black bear so i'm like kyle let's go let's go let's go we're like bailing out of the truck go ahead so i'm sitting in the back of the truck after you know everything's said and done bears in the back of the truck and then we're driving out and i can't see anything from back there and all of a sudden they slam on the brakes and they're like get out and i'm like what are you guys talking about like yeah. i'm back here like i do fine under pressure but i don't even know what i'm looking at here yeah i don't even know what the pressure is you're saying it's this giant bear, but you know, what do I know? So we get out and uh, we don't know if the bear like smelled us or saw us or had some bear sense. I don't know. The thing bails off the side of the mountain and drops down into the river bottom. So we're smart about it. We, we were already like, you know, we killed one bear for the day. We can't find this one. We got out of there real quick. We're like, this is where we're coming back to tomorrow. So we get in a little early. Um, it starts snowing like crazy. We, we went right back to the spot where I killed that, that bear at thinking, you know, like maybe there's another bear feeding on its, uh, its guts or something like that, or maybe we can relocate the big bear. So we get back in there. It starts dumping snow like crazy, We're like shit. What the heck are we going to do? We decided to go back and we, we start sitting or we go back to that spot where we parked the truck the day before where we saw the, the big bear and uh, we sit there on the side hoping it's going to come back up. 
and uh, I'll let you take it from here. So we are actually sitting across uh, the hairpin turn where we had originally, I guess, where they seen the Volkswagen bug bear. <laughs> and so we're, we're sitting there and we're glassing and all of a sudden, you know, Cody's like, I got a bear. And um, we're like, well, where? He's like, it's up here in the rock wash. It's about to come out here shortly. And we're looking and it's about 15 minutes. And we're like, where is this bear? Like it should have came out already. And so we walk, walk around and finally get to where we're like in line with what we're, we'll look at the walk, rock wash. And it's a poke, so we like range it and it's 460. And I've never shot over 400 yards. Well, I've shot 400 before, but uh, was not successful. And that was my first uh, introduced introduction to, to bullet drop in the Western hunting world. And I was baffled because I've never missed in my life. Anyway, you so don't have that in there. Michigan. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, so we're looking and I know I can shoot 500 with my gun all day. And we look and he's like, it's going to come out here. It's about 460. He's like, dial your stuff, get down, get ready. I'm like, okay. And he's like, you're not going to have much time in between this little spot of the rock wash. So we're sitting there. I'm ready to go. And here it comes. It came out. And I could see it through, you know, I was using a big Vortex Viper uh, PST scope. and I could see it. And I'm like, that's a big bear, you know. So I didn't have much time to do it. You know, Logan's trying to, he's got his phone scope on there. Of course, Cody's spotting. And we didn't get, I didn't, you know, give a notification like, hey, I'm about to shoot because it was so fast that I didn't, you know, I'm new to that film and stuff. We don't do that. And as uh, soon as Cody's like, you ready? And he's like, yep. He's like, let it rip. And as soon as he said that, not even a second later, I, I let it, let it go. And regardless of what people think, that thing was center punched and down quick. So some people were like, great shot, you know what I mean? Like in a derogatory way. And, and sure. I should have took a picture of where it hit because it was, it was perfect. So can't, can't complain. Um, it went down the rocks. We walked in there, you know, guns ablazing. Logan had his 300 blackout. He's like, there's grizzlies in here. So we're just going to, he's like, let me go first, you know? Absolutely. So, go ahead, bud. Well, you know, he, he, he asked, he's like, do you want to leave it till the morning? And, you know, my first bear, and I was like, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're getting it out of here. And so we did, we got it out and I took a few pictures and that was it. You know, and it had, it had been, this guy, you know, we, we always tell Kyle to keep hammering He's big <laughs> in the gym all the time. He takes this bear that's it's a sizable bear. It's not, you know, I mean, Chris Neville, six foot, seven foot bear, but he's a pretty sizable bear. Just throws the thing on his shoulders like it's nothing. Like that's in it. Like it would have taken like two normal men to pick this thing up. And Cam Haynes over here just shoulders the thing all the way down the mountain and back to the truck and drink spears. I, I like that part. You must have had one of them dark mountain pre workouts before you picked that bear up. That's what did it, huh? That's that'll get you every time. No. Well, cool, man. So two successful bear hunts. Uh, congratulations, guys. I think that's badass and certainly good stories behind them. What rifle were you using, Kyle? Same thing? I had a Hell's Canyon long range uh, and a 300 short mag. Okay, cool. That, very cool. I've always, I'm interested in that 300 short mag. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Well, um, go ahead. And say after an unsuccessful Nevada bull hunt with a 270, uh, 
at 225 yards, I was, I had to get something with a little more explosion. So beef it up a little bit. Yeah. I have a seven Mac, so I'm a seven Mac guy too. And a 300 Win Mac, but this year I'm hunting with a seven Mac all year. Everything I hunt, I'm hunting seven Mac. Yeah, I just got to accept that muzzleloader tag. <clears throat> Let's talk real quick about the uh, like two things that Logan told you guys you could maybe do a little bit better. Oof. I'd say the first one was definitely, you know, that shooting position. That, uh, that was very frustrating to me. Um, at, at the time, it still kind of is, and something I've been talking to some some military and government friends that I have that that's what they do, and trying to learn from them as much as possible is is getting in that shooting position right and, and having something like that set up ahead of time. Like get in there and get something set up to where you're going to be able to make the shot when the shot opportunity presents itself. You know, we, we got in there like all other hunters and we sat down and we started glassing and we saw this bear and he was walking along the road and he literally stopped and took a shit in the middle of the road and he was eating grass. And we had all this, we thought all this time to get set up when it's something we should have gone into the spot, got set up to shoot and then started looking for the bear. And I think if we had done that, I would have had an opportunity on that bear on the road. Yeah. That's a really good piece of advice. I think. Yeah. Just get, get set up and get comfortable way before you're ever going to shoot. Did you say you were shooting off a tripod? Yeah. I had that, uh, smart precision, uh, what's it called? Ascent, ascent tripod. It has like trekking poles built into it. it. Javelin. That's it. Uh, oh yeah. It's yeah. Ascent. I'm sorry. Not the javelin. And, uh, yes, an awesome, awesome piece of kit. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I may have to. Do you guys sell that in the Go Hunt Gear Shop? Do you know? Okay. Doesn't matter. Maybe you should. I'll have to talk to Brian. Either way, it looks like a pretty cool piece. I've looked at that Spartan stuff for a while. Uh, what's your. Go ahead, Kyle. The head, the head alone of that Spartan kit, you can buy separate, is incredible. Just. Huh. Can you put binos on it? Yes. Put binos, water, rifle whatever you guys are yeah. gonna make me spend more money before deer season aren't you buy uh an adapter for your rifle for that ball head to put on any tripod yep yeah you gotta make me spend money see how you are um okay so kyle what was one of your lessons learned lessons learned all right so day one uh i actually had my gators on backwards <laughs> okay I've worn like that the entire time because I pretty much do solo hunting. Um, that that's not by choice, but when I have time off, it's not when other people have time off. So I just go out and looking for animals, and I just toss my gators on. And you know, I never watched an instructional video because it doesn't seem like rocket science to me. Well, they worked the way I had them on, yeah. but that day uh, they weren't as tight as they should be underneath my boot and I actually had all my pack on my gun and everything and um the bottom of my gator got caught on a, a big pine knob and I fell face first and just destroyed one of my fingernails and it just now grew back and it's been three and a half months. Jeez ow. Yeah so yeah that was my non-bear hunting related <laughs> lesson learned. So are we gonna see a, a Kyle St. Vincent special go hunt video of how to wear gators? 
you know, if, if they followed me enough, they would see that I probably fall down at least one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, stay safe out there. That's all I could say. That's stay safe out there. Uh, real quick. Tell me about your, how'd you acquire that forest service cabin and then we'll wrap it up. If I want to, because it's so easy that everybody's going to start doing this now. <laughs> What's uh, that? I'm losing you. We're out of here. Yeah. No, just kidding. Oh, our internet's going out. Chad. Yeah. Oh, no. So it's the simplest thing in the world. You go to recreation.gov. You put in the basically general area as to where you're wanting to go. Um, and this map pops up of all of the campsites and all of these cool little old forestry cabins uh, that are around. They have lookouts that you can rent. They have cabins. They have, I, you might even call them outhouses. I don't know. They have like these tiny little, like one cot, small kitchen things you can rent. Um, this was not that. This, like I said earlier, was a, like full cabin. I think it could sleep 18 people. I mean, it's not, it wasn't big. It's two stories, the basement and the, the main cabin. It's bigger than my house. Oh, it sounds pretty big to me. Mine too, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we jumped on, it popped up on the map. It was 90 bucks a night, which is apparently expensive for these things. I'm assuming it's cause it was such a nice cabin. Um, the forestry service had just come in and redone the kitchen in this place. We were literally the first people in there. They just painted the inside, repainted the inside of it, uh, put new refrigerators in there and a new stove in there. And uh, it was just nice. There was a couple other smaller places and a co- couple campgrounds we could have put in the area. Um, but I'm not joking. It was that simple. Recreation.gov, put in the area you were wanting to go to. The list comes up as long as the days are there. You click on the days you want it. Huh. it I just out. did it right now. I just hopped on here and there's a bunch of cabins. My wife and I were looking at taking a vacation. That's there's pretty cool. Stuff everywhere. And it's not just in Montana. There's, there's a bunch in Utah. There's a bunch in Wyoming, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, you know, Colorado, wherever you want to go. There's these little government-owned cabins and you yeah. can get to them. You can rent them. Some of them you can drive to. This one we could drive to. Uh, we looked at a couple other ones that are hiking only. Um, this thing had power, heat, gas. It had a great fire pit in the back, running Get water. Good Lord. It was bougie. It was very bougie. I, it is very bougie. I'm surprised you got any hunting done at that point. I would have just been sitting around drinking beer all day. I did that too. Yeah, I'm sure you probably did. Multitasking. Multitasking, exactly. There you go. Fair enough. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. Congratulations on two super cool bear hunts. Yeah. Um, we gotta, we can't gotta... wait to hear about your mule deer hunt, right? You guys are mule deer hunting together this year. We will be peak rut, or should be yeah. should be peak rut, Montana. We, we've got this wild idea to rent a jet boat and go up the uh, the Missouri River into the breaks. So we'll see if I can uh, get the boss man to approve that nice little uh, financial adventure and uh, go from there. Man, that sounds a little bit. That sounds cool. Yeah. Dinners or something, and like, hey, this is what this, are you cool with it? Yeah. Leave him a nice present in his office there. I think he just drank his beer, but I'm not yeah. sure. Sorry, Porter. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to replace those. Yeah. But anyway, replace them with uh, 
oh dang what was the joke they had going a while about smearing off ice or something that's yeah. how you ought to replace it with smearing off ice the big ones yeah right on guys uh so deer hunt coming up who knows man i may have you back on to do another stories from the season after the deer hunt too definitely um we don't have a release date for the video but there is a go hunt video coming out right for the bear hunts we're doing uh we're doing a video every month for the rest of this year and then every month next year so we got a ton of stuff coming out um i think we're going to release the our bear video uh, along with brady and neville's uh probably a month before bear season starts next year it's kind of okay. in that hype zone you know everybody's looking forward to getting out in the spring and doing some bear yeah. hunting getting out of that lull you're in and uh so i think that's the plan for that um i believe we have an elk video an elk hunt coming out in two weeks um another original from us i want to say it's neville's wyoming hunt but i'm not sure um and yeah and we got a ton of stuff to film this year i got a finally drew my nevada muzzleloader uh, bull elk hunt and literally the best unit in nevada I've been talking to guys that have, you know, they were passing on 370 bulls last year. And I don't even want to hear about it. That is so awesome. Killed a 390. And so I'm looking forward to it. I've got some pretty good intel, a bunch of good friends coming down from the hunt and uh, some pretty fun tools to use. So good. Good, good. Well, cool, guys. Uh, So you got a Nevada, you got that cool Nevada bull elk, you got a deer tag coming both deer tags kyle you got anything else going yeah, i got archery archery elk general season in montana uh coming up here on the 4th of september be out there for eight days so nice what i see um and then the deer with cody and mike yep yep so yeah dietrich's coming up for that hunt too nice that'll be a lot of fun Thanks for the invite. Appreciate that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jet boat rides, deer hunts. Sounds awful. I don't want to go. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna rent that cabin this the second it comes up. I'm renting the cabin again for next year for those dates. So why don't you come with us? Uh well, well, we'll talk about it for sure. I do need to get a bear hunt. So sounds good, brother. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, where do people find you on the Instagrams or the Facebooks or whatever they're looking at? Uh, I am good old uh, at Cody45 on Instagram. And I am at Kyle St. Vincent, my full name. Don't be fooled by some scammers. That happened to you one time. Did that happen to you? That happens to him like four or five times a week. <laughs> yeah. People take your pictures all the time, don't they? We deploy to Africa and then all the, all the Nigerians. <laughs> yeah. They don't monitor cell phone traffic, do they? Oh, yeah. It's all That's, good. It's all good. That's fine. Um, very good, guys. And then Go Hunt, of course. Um, Cody works there at Go Hunt. And so you can always check anything out cool at, at Go Hunt. Very good. I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. Again, congratulations. And can't wait to hear about the rest of these hunts that you guys have. You got a whole pile of great stuff. So looking forward to it. Thanks, all right. Thanks Chad. Thank you for listening to the Backcountry Rookies podcast. Don't forget to look us up on social media. We are Backcountry Rookies on all the spots, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And we also have the Backcountry Rookies Nation, which is a private group on Facebook. So thanks to Go Hunt, Elk 101, Vortex Optics, and Canyon Coolers for sponsoring the show. Remember, when you use the code ROOKIES, 
get special deals at all of those companies. You get $50 in gear shop credit. When you become a Go Hunt Insider, you save 20 bucks on the University of Elk Hunting from Elk 101, 20% off any Vortex apparel. And now you can save 10% off Canyon Coolers. Just use the code ROOKIES at any of those places and get special deals. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. Out of here.